Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is a proud member of the FanHub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with FanHub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. The 1865 Match Report. Really, really quick one here because I didn't see the first half. Um, we lined up with one change, familiar look to us, but with Lolly coming in for Freeman... Um, from what I saw in the second half, there was a point where I thought we're going to regret not taking these chances. Turns out we were right. Um, they scored. They, they they were building up pressure. It wasn't against the run of play. They were building up pressure. They scored. Um, it was kind. Of, it kind of felt a little bit inevitable, to be honest. Uh, we changed things around. Uh, Taylor and Sammy Obi coming on. Uh, went to basically a four-four-two, and then a little bit later, Martin coming on. Uh, so that was all three uh, wingers, and Krivinovic were placed uh, for those three coming on. Um, but actually, once we'd gone behind, we looked a little bit desperate. We looked out of control of the ball. Uh, we looked like we were rushing stuff. We didn't really have control of the game. So once again, um, after being really quite positive the other day, actually that whole lack of cutting edge has come back to bite us. Thank you to Baz for that match report on Forest's defeat at home to Luton. Uh, obviously a very disappointing night for the Reds when once again they created enough chances to win the match but didn't manage to take them. Uh, we are really happy to be joined by our friend, Luton fan Ryan McCall. Um, Ryan, a, a smash and grab from Luton there. You've got to be really happy with that, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely, sir. Really pleased with that. Massive three points. Rode our luck first half. Um, and to be fair, happy to go in half-time, nil-nil. But then um, started to come back into it second half. Uh, didn't give possession away as easy. And really started to grow in confidence. So um, absolutely delighted to to steal that one one nil. Really solid at the back in the end. And our friend, the slugging goal. Keeping us in it. Finally coming into form. Second season. So yeah, really pleased. I was going to mention Simon Sluger. Obviously, he had a bit of a nightmare in his first season at the club. In fact, if I remember rightly, he dropped a bit of a clangor at the city ground last year, allowing one from Joe Lolly to slip through his grasp. But today, I think he was instrumental in Luton getting the win because he made some good saves. Absolutely. Really come into form, actually. He's uh, He's been very generous. I think in the East Midlands, they, they call him Santa Claus. He, uh, he gifted Derby a... Uh, a goal as well last season so he's been very generous around the Midlands 
but this season, I think, as he's adjusted to the championship, he's um, he's really come into form, really pleased for him. He's cut out the stupid mistakes. To be fair to him as well, he's got a much more solid defence. It was Nathan Jones's priority to bring in um, solid defensive uh, reinforcements in front of him. So I think that's helped build his confidence as well, knowing he's got a bit of um, a bit more strength in front of him. But yeah, really pleased, really pleased for the slug and uh, long may it continue. You mentioned Nathan Jones there. He was very pleased with himself at the weekend when you got that amazing uh, turnaround against Sheffield Wednesday, 2-0 down at half-time and you won the match 3-2. And he was pointing out it was his tactical change moving to a midfield diamond that got you the win. Uh, and he pointed a finger at his time at Stoke where he was much maligned for using the diamond. Anyway, tonight he started the midfield diamond and you were getting overrun, particularly on the wings in the first half. And then he switched it up in the second half. And that seemed to work in terms of nullifying Forest's main threat. Although Anthony Knockhart still remained uh, a useful looking player, shall we say, as he has done in the last few games. So do you think it was Jones's tactical switch that made the difference? Yeah, interesting one. It, funny enough, a lot of the talk from the Luton fans on Twitter beforehand was surprised that he'd actually gone a bit more open um in the formation and he's put so for example jordan clark as a wing back uh technically is a is a winger so for him to start wing back and put um kind naismith in center was was quite an interesting one and and also being quite positive in terms of the attacking plays he put on with cornick and um adebea starting up front um and so because typically what we've been doing in the last few games is playing to kind of almost trying to nullify and, and go for the smash and grab one nils and then actually being totally inept at, at creating anything sitting back and then being picked off one nil two nil even three nil at, at uh, stoke recently so um yeah we'll give nathan jones that that positive credit there and and uh, a much more positive kind of performance particularly second half too loose first half too much possession as you say overrun kept going to lock uh knock heart left wing tanner cliff was being pulled in central left a lot of space but it seems like they tried to address that second half and and made inroads into into that one of the reasons i had a bit of a sense of dread before tonight's match is that luton have had a pretty bad away record this season um, and have really struggled to score goals on the road so I guess 1-0 was a fairly inevitable result, considering Forrest struggled to score enough goals as well. Um, so obviously, you kept us out, uh, as we've discussed, and you got the goal. But after you scored, you probably looked the team more likely. And, and that's something that we also saw from Forrest on Friday night against Derby, where having conceded, it looked as though they were just losing their composure a little bit. So uh, actually, in the end, were you disappointed with just 1-0? I don't think can ever be disappointed with one nil i would say one nil away best result in football first win at uh forest in 38 years as i believe i read and uh, someone pointed out on twitter just before full time the last time we were winning one nil away at forest mr des walker popped up uh for his only goal in seven in his 700 game career apparently to make it one all so i was a bit weary of a late winner but yeah, there was the Adebayo chance to could have made it 2-0. Sums looting up a little bit. They like to make it tricky. Um, has been why it's been so difficult 
this year, not taking chances when they come. Fewer chances, clearly. Um, difficult league. Uh, James Collins out of form and out of the team at the minute. So, yeah, there was a bit of dread when we missed that chance. Um, to be fair, 1-1 would have probably been a fairer result, to be really honest. I know, you know, taking the bias out of it. But, um, yeah, delighted to hold on. What we haven't been doing recently, as you say, is actually not going behind. And once we go behind, Sheffield Wednesday aside at the weekend, we've really struggled. So we're delighted. That's why it was so important to hold on and make it to um, half-time without conceding. So, yeah, really pleased. Well, I was there for that match with the Des Walker goal. Um, if I remember rightly, Luton scored in the first minute and then Forrest scored in the last minute. So uh, it was different times then. Um, yeah, so congratulations to Luton. Um, obviously, you mentioned some of your recent signings there. And uh, uh, just like uh, Forrest, you know, a few shrewd signings could be important in uh, both teams getting away from the relegation battle. Now, at the time that we're recording straight after the match, Luton are now in 13th on 44 points and Forest are in 17th on 40 points. Now, for the first time, there's a little bit of daylight between that kind of midfield, lower mid-table pack and the relegation zone. Are you confident that both teams can stay up this season? Yeah, 100%. Um, to be fair with Luton, we've been trying to look up and... I think if we've been really honest, we've been, you know, making sure that we've built enough points up after a good start, strong start, um, just to to keep going. And and whilst we've drawn and lost a few, we we do pick up um, wins now and here and there, one nils to then just keep us away from it. So yeah, 15 points clear, it would take an absolute and I won't tempt fate, but fall apart from now, especially when you think about how, how far adrift we were before lockdown this time last year. Um, so delighted with that. Forest, far too good. Of course you are, far too good to go down. But there are some big teams down there, so I think um, you've sort of slowly start to edge your way into it, um, slowly picking up form. So I'd be interested to see what, you, what your view is on where you, where you, what you make of this season especially when I look at the talent that you've got and the names that you've got. You know, for example, even the two strikers you brought on tonight, there's some firepower there. You should probably be uh, performing higher. And uh, whereas Luton are absolutely punching, you know, we're absolutely flying. We are efficient and um, and just delighted to be where we are. We know we're punching above our weight. Um and Jones's mixed experience with youth and togetherness and the core of the team, funny enough, is the same team that took us through from League Two. So he's really stuck with his young ones, invested in them. They've grown as a club. There's no big, big egos. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to get your take on um, on that and the difference and maybe the pressure, actually, because there's zero pressure on Lewin. No one expected anything. Anything above survival was an absolute bonus. So... Perhaps that not having the pressure on helps the team play. Even already we've got Norwich at the weekend. There's talk of it being a free hit. Play eight strikers, free hit. No one expects anything. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to get your take on that. <laughs> well, if your match against Norwich is a free hit, we've got a terrible run of games coming up uh, against uh, basically most of the top six. Um, so we could really have done with getting the points tonight. Um Having said that, I mean, you've absolutely summed up 
the situation. Luton are a team with a low budget punching above their weight. Forest, of course, they messed up big time and Chris Hewton's having to put right a lot of wrongs um, made by the club. Uh, it says everything that our leading scorer is still Lyle Taylor on four goals and uh, he hasn't scored, I think, for nearly three months. So you can see where our problems lie. Uh, so actually, in that sense, as we discussed in our weekend podcast, uh, mid-table obscurity would be quite nice, actually. And mid-table obscurity for both clubs, I think, would be an achievement given the way that Forest season started and given the way that, you know, Luton are playing at a level higher than they would have dreamed about even just a couple of years ago. So I say thank you, a big thank you to Ryan McColl for joining us tonight with some immediate post-match reaction there from a Luton perspective. Thank you to Baz for your report as well. And uh, thank you to you, listener, for joining us. Podcast Network.